Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with the new set of tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will be shipped fast and free to you or to one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, they couldn't share it today as Rob and Chris are both off. I'm Martin Weiss. Bernie Fratto is joining me, coming to us live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash Redeem rewards. I'll try it one more time. Discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. And right now we're looking to redeem some uh, home run hitters as the as the Major League Baseball All-Star Game festivities are starting out. We have the home run derby tonight. Three Pete Pete Alonzo, Bernie. That's your guy, right? Well, he really does want to win this thing, and he's the odds-on favorite to do it. Uh, he's basically two-to-one odds, which gives him about a 33% chance to beat the whole field. I think he's got an even better chance than that, and there, there are a bunch of statistics I could give you, but I, I do kind of like that idea. You you would have thought he would have 
uh, uh, copyrighted the name Three Pete with his, you know, spelling his name Pete. There might have been some marketing opportunities there. I don't know. But the home run derby for me, Martin, is uh, something that I have kind of a couple of opinions on because I covered the 2005 All-Star Game uh, in Detroit. And, of course, it was an entirely different format back then. But you recall, that's the one where Bobby Abreu with the Phillies, he came into the game, he only had 18 home runs at the time, and he only hit six the rest of the season because I think he wiped himself out hitting 44 home runs, winning the home run derby. So, look, this is an event that's highly charged. It's probably more exciting to some folks in the actual game itself. But there's a fatigue factor. There are multiple issues here, whether it be Kyle Schwarber, Juan Soto, uh, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr., some folks like him. And I, I, I believe Soto and Acuna have to go head-to-head. And the winner of that can actually win the whole thing based on all these crazy stats they keep these days having to do with hard-hit barrel rates and all that kind of stuff that you can hardly understand. So, look, is it something America's going to watch? Yeah, this used to be the answer to a trivia question where the only two days of the year where there are no sporting events, the day before, the day after the All-Star game. Now you got the Home Run Derby, and that's about as big of an event as baseball has uh, you know, before the World Series to playoffs. And, and I'll just say this. You were talking about barrel rate and egg, you know, exit velocity and so on and so forth. I got a message to just all of America. If you're using these type of stats to try to figure out who's going to win this thing because you're trying to bet on it, just bet on this one for fun, okay? This is, you're not going to get an edge. That's right. There's no history here. If you want to gamble, I'm all for it, but let's bet on this one for fun. If you think that Julio Rodriguez's you know, uh, uh, exit velocity and barrel rate is going to have some major impact as everybody's out here smashing some softballs please like just watch it have a good time enjoy it and uh, my money's on soto but that's before i found out how somber he was about this contract information getting out i just thought that you know a guy turns down that you know big deal like that he's gonna be and the next thing he does he's on the big national stage right you know i mean look at it they got flames going up as they're introducing people this is huge so yeah, i'm thinking so so the idea that soto was going to try to go out there and show out but now that i hear the reports that he's more somber about it and he you know he wasn't as defiant as as in my head i had kind of placed it you know that now well, i'm a little I think, concerned i think martin uh pete alonzo really does want to win and the fact that he's won two in a row matters he knows how to pace himself he knows what to do he knows what it feels like when the pressure's on and you know they've shortened up the contest a little bit in terms of you got to perform you got to perform in a certain time frame so the long and the short of it is Pete's been there, done that, and I think that gives him a bit of an edge. Speaking of being there, done fat, done that, you know, Martin, every year in the NFL, uh, hope springs eternal about this time. There are teams in camp today. The Raiders will be in camp Wednesday. They have a game two weeks from Thursday in the Hall of Fame game. And every year, uh, in the last, I think, 20 to 22 years, every year except for one or two, there's been at least one team go from last to first. In fact, matter of fact, in 2018, there were two teams that did it. You may remember the Chicago Bears with Mitch Trubisky, first-year coach Matt Nagy. No one saw that coming. They were 12-4. and four. The Bears not only made it to the playoffs that year and won the division beating Green Bay, but that was the game where they played Philadelphia. Remember their kicker, Cody Parkey, lines up for the 40-yard field goal, has the double doink. Doink, doink. Yeah, remember that? That was the Bears, and no one expected it. Well, this year, uh, I think there, I can tell you here in Las Vegas, there are two teams the pros are firing on. The first one, believe it or not, you might have to hold your nose. The New York Giants are 8-1. to one. Now, you say New York Giants, 
Hear me out. The NFC East has always been weird. They haven't produced a repeat champion since 2004. The Giants bring in a new coach, Brian Dable, and the way the Bears brought in Matt Nagy back in 2018. Brian Dable, he helped develop Josh Allen in Buffalo. Now he's expected to do the same thing with Daniel Jones, although I think it'll be a little bit more of a challenge. By the way, the Giants' defense last year was better than average, and they had an elite pass rushing specialist in Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. But here's why you can't go to sleep on the New York Giants. Consider this schedule, Martin. The Giants will play games against the Carolina Panthers, the Bears, the Jaguars, the Seahawks, the Texans, the Lions, and the Washington Commanders twice. Not exactly a murderer's row. None of those teams have better than a 60-1 to odds to get to Super Bowl 57. So, in theory, the New York Giants could actually win 10 games without beating a single playoff team along the way frankly can they get can they topple philadelphia it's possible but can they topple dallas i believe so i don't have any faith in mike mccarthy i expect dallas to fade so at eight to one martin you're a betting guy would you take a flyer on the new york giants based on that case i absolutely would and it's and then also too you take that case and I think the Giants' defense has been vastly underrated, yes, especially in the beginning right. of the year, right? When the beginning of the year, when things are really coming down to it, you know, obviously as 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 you get deeper on, and the Giants are out of contention. I mean, they were they were fighting for a, a wild card spot, but it would have been the most backwards wild card spot just two years ago. You know, it would they were, they had like five wins through thirteen weeks, but potentially because the NFC was so wonky, they had a, a outside, very very outside shot. But but I think that the thing here, you get Brian Dayball who, depending on who, I mean, depending on how you look at it, Josh Allen, to me, has had the biggest jump in, in from expected from, from what we saw in his rookie year to now. The biggest, in, just the biggest jump in terms of, of skill level, talent, and just, just improvement of his game. Now, you could chalk that up, I'm sure, to a lot of the hard work that he did. However, I think a lot of it has to do, especially last year, Brian Dayball put him in more, a lot of positions to be successful. A lot, You saw a lot more of him uh, tucking and running the ball in, in certain scenarios when they needed to use him as a, as a running back as well as a quarterback. I say all that to say, you have this Giants defense that has been dynamic for years and probably will continue to be so going forward. Giants offense got a lot of weapons. Offensive line obviously needs help, but that you could say that's true for, you know, 15 to 32 teams in the NFL. You know, so and, and, but the other thing is, the thing that you did not mention in your case for the Giants, which was a good idea because you were making a case for the Giants, make a case against everybody else. Oh, yeah. Right? No no question. I, I think Dallas is going to fade. Yes, they were 12-5 and five last year, but they only beat two playoff teams. Oh, no, they beat one playoff team, Philadelphia. They beat them twice, who I think arguably was the weakest playoff team in the field. Meanwhile, Dallas lost to Tampa Bay. They lost to Kansas City. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to Arizona. So the Cowboys were only 2-4 and four versus playoff teams. Add to that, Martin, defense, the Cowboys only ranked 18th in opponent yards per play, and they lose Randy Gregory. Finally, even though the Cowboys were number one last year in turnaround differential, and yes, that correlates to wins, but what goes up must come down. You can't expect Dallas to keep that up this year. Would it surprise me if the if the Cowboys don't win the division? No, it would not surprise me. And finally, I know I'm probably going to hell on a scholarship for saying this. I don't like Mike McCarthy. Give the man his due. Give him his credit. He won a 
Super Bowl uh, in, in Green Bay many, many years ago. But every time I look at that guy on the sidelines, it does not inspire confidence. I see Barney Rubble. He looks like a guy. I look, look at that face. He looks like he's traveling the mall parking lot wondering where the hell he parked his car. How'd that onside kick thing work out last year? So that's an issue for me. And I think Dallas could fade, Martin. I think that Dallas is fool's gold, uh, white smoke. It, it's it's the most, yeah. I mean, you had Diggs, who was leading the league in interceptions for most of the, at least the first half of the year. You saw that start to fall off. Uh, I think, and it, it just even hearing the reports out of Dallas that they're going to start, uh, you know, Tony Romo talking about, you know, we'll see the uh, the Cowboys back to what they kind of were, at, you know, back in 2018, 2019. First of all, the team's heyday was like, I was, you know, well long ago, but that, that, that's how they talk about the Cowboys, you know, back when Zeke was really cooking. But the deal is, like, I don't see – I don't see the roster that they used to have. They don't have those ballers up front that they had. They had one of the best offensive lines of football when Ezekiel Elliott and his crop top were leading the league in rushing, right? So I just don't – the bottom line is once you got Dak all that money, he's going to have to be the reason why you win a lot more football games than you lose. And if you're in a situation where you're thinking that Dak and Michael Galladay and and C.D. Lamb are going to be guys who are going to be able to to, to move the needle, I think your quarterback might ultimately be the guy that's going to hold you back. Speaking of quarterback, good segue. The other team, Martin, I really believe the Baltimore Ravens at two to one. Oh yeah, are, are almost likely now. We'll see how Cincinnati does this year. They beefed up their line. I love that team, but look, there are a few teams with better value that you could point to if you're a better. Having the situation where if things break right, you go from last to first place. And even though Baltimore was last place last year in the AFC North, they were still only two games back at Cincinnati who finished first. And if not for all the injuries, including Lamar Jackson missing five games, I think it's fair to say that Baltimore might have won that division. They lose their top two running backs before the season even started. You know, John Harbaugh likes to win those preseason games. They lose both starting quarterbacks, and the list goes on and on and on. I do believe in Baltimore's defense. I do believe they traded well. And we talked about the Bernard Pollard, Lamar Jackson beef on Twitter Friday. I still say Lamar Jackson is a world-class athlete. He stabilized that team. He's the type of guy I think that's hungry and wants to get back into the playoffs. I think Baltimore is a very good probability to go from last to first. Hey, you tell me. Listen, I've already bet that. I am. I, I think that is a lock it up right here, right now. Baltimore is going to win the AFC North. And uh, with all the reasons that you just said, on top of that, they were, like you said, they just finished fourth. They were two games behind uh, Cincinnati. Right. And I'm old enough to remember they lost two games on two-point conversions. That's right. They were right there. So, like, this team, borderline, was a wild-card team already. Like, in terms of the worst to first, this is the best value that you're going to get. Look, Lamar Jackson is 37 and 12 as a starter. He's completed 65% of his passes. He has completely stabilized that organization. I cannot believe, you know, uh, uh, Bernard Pollard said what he said. Do you really want to go back to the Kyler Bowler era? Troy Smith, Chris Redman? I mean, listen, this guy's a world-class athlete. Is he perfect? No. But I loved him since he came out of Louisville, and I think he's got that D- I think he's got it in his DNA to do better in the postseason that he has. So I think you're going to see a very a very motivated Baltimore Ravens team from the top down, from their owner to John Harbaugh, all the way through that roster, and I expect them to rebound nicely. You got out there, you got the Giants, 
You got you got the, the the Bears potentially. You got the Jets. You got the Lions. Maybe the Jaguars. Which Lions. which team is going from worst to first next season in the NFL? Is it your team? 877-996-6369. Oh, sorry. 99 on Fox. There you go. We'll continue the conversation with you next. Tell us which team is worth to first next season in the NFL. It's the Odd Couple. Martin Weiss and Bernie Fratto in for Chris and Rob on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so, I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery service, like free battery testing and free battery charging. So the next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone. Your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. And right now, the question posed by Bernie Fratto and me, Martin Weiss, here on The Odd Couple is one, who's going to be number one? That was last last year. Because which team finished worst and will be first? We see this every single season. The Cincinnati Bengals are the perfect example as they were the runner-up in the Super Bowl this year. Well, they were dead last in their division the year prior. Bernie, you laid out two great cases for two teams. I have one that I sort of believe if everything breaks right. I'm curious your thoughts. Who do you got there, Martin? Mr. Mom himself. And the New York Jets. Oh my God! Well, I'll tell you what. Here in Vegas, you can get them at eight to one. Oh, check that. Jets are twenty to one. They're the they're, they're the last on the list behind the Lions, who are ten to one. The Carolina Panthers are ten to one. Uh, the Seahawks are thirteen to one, and you got the Jets at twenty one. But make your case. You never I'm not know. saying that the Jets are going to have any modicum of success. I just don't believe in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. And the Buffalo, I see right now the Buffalo Bills are favored to go undefeated. The Bills are the Bills to me feel like the Chiefs of last year, where they were very, very, they were very, very uh, uh, hyped going into the season. Remember, are they going to be twenty and zero? That was some of the conversation that you had the talking heads on television having around this time. Well, maybe a couple weeks from now, this time last year. Uh, if if Zach Wilson is able to take the steps that a lot of people think he can. The Jets' offense is going to be pretty prolific. They have a good running game and some pretty de- and, and decent uh, weapons on the outside. And you get a second year in a, in, a, in a new head coach, a new coaching system. They're kind of trying to figure it out as they were going along. And towards the back half of the season, I feel like they made some progress. And, you know, you had your quarterback miss some games with Mono, which is, you know, in light of the most recent mom news, kind of funny. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the Jets had a lot of stuff going on to be a first-year team or, not a, you know, first-year quarterback, head coach combo, so on and so forth. And if the Bills take a step back, I could see without. I mean, I mean the the Dolphins. I don't think they're doing anything. Tyreek Hill is you know that's great. Jalen Waddle that's even better. But you know, Ty, two is going to be able to get him the ball. But it's going to be listen. If they're not hitting their head on the goalpost off seven yard slants, then it's going to be real hard for Miami to score. You know, and then New England. We saw New England have trouble to score already against some of the better teams in the conference. Especially you know, uh, especially you know when they went up against a team like Buffalo, they're not even throwing the ball. But, again, it's a long shot. Like you said, out there in the desert, it's sitting at like 20 to 1, which is probably priced appropriately. However, on today, July 18th, I'm trying to make everybody have a good – this is – you know, I'm I'm just trying to throw something out there. And you throw something out there at us, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Who's going worst to first? Well, to your point, a year ago at this time, the Cincinnati Bengals were about 60 to 1 to go to the Super Bowl. Now, that's going to the Super Bowl. We're just talking about going from worst to first in your division. But one team that I've left out that people always ask me why I leave out, but I'll explain. I'm talking about the Denver Broncos. 
You can't really go to sleep on Denver either. They're plus 260, $100 to bring it back 260. They bring in Russell Wilson. But I, I, I don't know, Martin, if people are aware that Russell will be surrounded by probably the best offensive weapons he's ever had with Jerry Judy and, and Cortland Sutton and K.J. Hamler out of Penn State and Tim Patrick. Now, they, they had to part with Noah Fant. But if this offense, talk about letting Russ cook, if they turn him loose and they can get any kind of defense in Denver, they are going to be very competitive. Now, where I hesitate is I don't see them overtaking Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not sure how they'll do head up against the Raiders, who seemingly have had their number, or the Chargers. This is the division, proverbially, proverbially, where people are saying, it wouldn't surprise me if any of these four teams finish first or if any of these four teams finish last. I don't agree with that. I can't see the Kansas City Chiefs finishing last, but I would say this. It's going to be a gauntlet. They're going to knock each other out. It's going to be a fist fight in a phone booth. And you can't count out the Denver Broncos as a team that would go from last to first because Russell Wilson is going to bring a lot to the party. The only way I would count them out for one name and one name only. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll say, so I'll say two names and two names only. The Chiefs is one. But Justin Herbert, that guy, he's here. He's here right now. And I like to me, he might be... I don't want to just go ahead and say he's the best quarterback in the AFC West and, and completely, completely light every, the whole world on fire. I'll just put it like this. If I got Justin Herbert as my guy, I feel absolutely fantastic about anybody who I'm going up against. That guy, is he's legit. As well you should. And I'll take your Justin Herbert and match it and up it with the two best edge rushers, perhaps, in the National Football League. You got Joey Bosa, probably the ed- the best edge defender in football. And everybody forgets, guess who the Chargers picked up? They picked up Khalil Mack. You know, and, and Bosa had a ton of pressures last year in a pass rushing grade that ranked near the top. And I, I, reali- I realized that Mack battled through some injuries in Chicago. Prior to 2021, though, Mack was the dude. You put those two together as bookends, that gives the Chargers an elite edge defense. Coming up, we're going to get back to basketball with Fox Sports NBA analyst Mark Medina. Just the other day, we were over there breaking down uh, Jeannie Buss. Now today, it's LeBron James. He joins us next, but first. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I mean, coming to you live from the Fox Sports Studios, it's Martin Weiss, Bernie Fratto, in for the odd couple, Rob and Chris, our two sports writers who must not have been able to coexist for at least this week, I guess. They are on vacation, but we're in here working, and we would like to welcome in to the odd couple today the Laker Whisperer, Mark Medina from NBA.com, Fox Sports Radio Analyst. Mark, thanks for joining the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I love this nickname, Laker Whisper. I'll take it. I mean, I mean, you were just sitting down with Jeannie Buss just a couple days ago. Now, you, I mean, I saw that. I found out LeBron was at the Drew League watching you on Twitter. So, I mean, you're, the, <laughs> you, I mean, you're letting us all know everything. Hey, you know what? Whether it's in Vegas or the Drew League, it just seems like basketball's never coming to an end. Like, it just keeps on going even a month after the NBA Finals uh, comes to a close. So, uh, always an interesting thing in the NBA. Mark, great to have you on, uh, and we just had you Friday, and look how much has changed since then. An hour after we signed off, Westbrook fires his agent. Our understanding was that his agent wants him to stay in L.A. Russell didn't want to. Now we find out what's going on. A couple hours ago, it's being reported 
uh, LeBron and AD and Russell huddle up in a phone conversation, hold hands, kumbaya, they're going to work it out. How do you interpret working it out? What does that mean? I don't know. It just seems like a lot of all this stuff, there's different agendas here. And, and, you know, shout out to Chris Hans for that report. But that report made it clear that that discussion happened before Russell Westbrook fired his agent. I mean, when I first read that, it kind of reminded me when Russ huddled up around AD and LeBron, you know, toward the end of the regular season. (laughs) And he was trying to embrace, and they kind of gave him the eye roll here. So it doesn't matter what conversations took place or the reason for his firing. The reality is this, and this hasn't changed at all. The Lakers have been trying to trade Russell Westbrook. It's been hard to get a trading partner without, you know, giving up so many assets. But the Lakers are also resigned to the reality that even if they do try to trade him, maybe that he is on their roster next season. And, you know, dating back to that Jeannie interview that you guys referenced last week, the message that she stressed to me was that the work is not done and that she wouldn't be surprised that there's a major deal before training camp starts. So, uh, you know, I think the challenging thing is this kind of slow-moving pace might be the theme of the rest of the summer here. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what sorts out. Uh, but regardless, the Lakers have been trying to find a partner, but it's been easier said than done because of how tough his season was last year. Okay, Mark, bear with me. I got my tinfoil hat on, all right? So Jeannie Buss sits down. That rarely happens, right? Good score by you. But she sits down and has this kind of a state of the Lakers situation, right? Then, not, not, not but, you know, a couple hours later, it feels like just, you know, a few days later, LeBron James is back in the Drew Leagues for the first time since 2011, looking spry, right? I mean, two for 11, I mean, two for 13 from three, but we all saw what he was doing. He's jacking up shots. He's not playing like a real game, but looking really spry out there, looking good. It's been the first time we've seen LeBron play in, in quite some time, seeing as he got shut down with that ankle. Was Is this a message to the Lakers like, hey, I'm feeling really, really good right now. I look really, really good right now. Like, what? I believe that everything he does is kind of calculated. What was the calculation behind going and playing in the Drew on Saturday? Yeah, I think there's definitely some practical reasons and political reasons. I mean, the practical is that, to your point, uh, he hadn't been healthy last season, and this is a way to try to make sure that uh, he's showing the right things. And, look, I know it's diminished competition in the Drew League, but there were NBA players, including DeMar DeRozan, out there on the floor on his team. So, you know, it's not like these are scrub guys, even if they're not NBA guys. But he looked like the LeBron James that we know know him to be, of how dominant he was. He looked healthy. Um, I I think, you know, another element is that, uh, you know, he hadn't been there since 2011 and the pandemic kind of complicated things as far as participation. So this was one of his first opportunities to really play in the Drew League since he became a Laker. Now the political part, uh, I think he definitely wanted to send a message with, you know, ingratiating himself with L.A., showing that he's devoted. Um, I, I think if Kyrie Irving wound up showing up as he implied that he would through his representatives to the Drew League that that would have created more buzz even if they weren't going to play in the same game just the idea that there's been this conversation all summer long about possibly them reuniting so I think all those things together were in place where you know the practical part of him of just wanting to hoop was there but also you know another way of him sending messages to the Lakers as well as the NBA. Talking with Mark Medina, NBA.com. You hear him all over these airwaves, and for good reason. Mark, I'm going to invoke a name, Rob Palenka. I really believe this has an opportunity for this to be an infamous moment for Rob Palenka, and here's why. If he had the opportunity to move Westbrook, 
who was so desirous to leave L.A. that he fires his agent after 14 years. He has a chance to bring in Kyrie Irving, who LeBron apparently wants, but the asking price of two first-round picks five years from now considers that to be too steep, and he didn't want to mess around with Joe Harris's contract. Is this a situation where Rob Polinka could live to regret this? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, look, uh, referencing back to my Jeannie Buss interview last week in Vegas, um, she unequivocally expressed full confidence in Rob Palenka and the rest of the basketball operations. When I followed up why, you know, she mentioned, hey, they were, you know, they played a role in the 2020 NBA championship, and she thinks even if clearly last season's decisions backfired, she attributes most of the shortcomings more to injuries than anything else. And so I think that this is more of an opportunity that she's giving uh, Rob in the front office to kind of course correct. But she made it clear to me that while it might be a heavy ask even for the Lakers, to guarantee that they would win an NBA championship next season. She said that she expects the team to be competitive next season. When I asked what that meant, does that mean making the playoffs? She said, absolutely. I followed up and asked even more, okay, does this mean a West Finals, second round? She wouldn't commit to those benchmarks, but she made it clear, look, in order to get back to the NBA championship, you have to at least get invited back to the dance. So uh, the playoffs are the bare minimum, and she made it clear when I asked, hey, if this doesn't happen, would there be changes? She didn't promise that, but she said, I will always do what's best for the Lakers. So uh, I don't think I'm overstating this, that, you know, how the front office uh, had, you know, speared by Rob Palenka does this offseason and subsequently how the team plays after that is going to play a, a heavy influence on what their future will look like after this season. Yeah, man, Frank Vogel got to be sitting on the couch like, what the hell am I, chopped liver? Right? I mean, if, if, if the 2020 ring is getting Rob Palenka a little bit of juice, I would have, <laughs> it's just funny to find that Frank Vogel is now unemployed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and let me add to this here. I mean, clearly Jeannie Buss supported the front office decision to let, let Frank Vogel go. She expressed optimism that Darvin Ham can bring out the best of the roster and, and have a much more impact than Frank Vogel was able to do. But what was interesting is I also asked Jeannie about how it sat with her that it got out uh, to Woj on Twitter uh, about Frank Vogel's impending firing before the Lakers even told Frank Vogel directly. And she was on record saying that I know for a fact that no one in our organization leaked that news. Um, you know, even though obviously Woj was correct, she was adamant that no one in the Lakers organization did that. Now, I can't help but scratch my head about that, but she was on record saying that. I, I thought that was very interesting that she would say that very strongly. That is very interesting. And, and I mean, I find, do you imagine that Darvin Ham is going to be the type of guy who's going to be able to, I want to say real in Russell Westbrook, but I think one of the bigger problems that the Lakers had last year is Russ played 36 minutes a game. Like, is, is, like, do you see Darvin Ham being the type of guy who's going to be able to – like, they say Ime Udoka, apparently his whole coaching strategy is he tells guys shut up and sit down, and it works. Like, is Darvin Ham going to be able to do the same thing? You know, I think that Darvin Ham's voice is going to be more impactful than Frank Vogel. And I'm not necessarily saying that as a criticism of Frank. I thought that he got the short end of the stick because most of the shortcomings last year had to do with A, injuries, and B, roster construction. But no doubt the effectiveness of his voice wasn't as good as it was in the 2019-20 season when they won the title in the bubble. Um, and I think in Russ's case, Darvin has gone out of his way to prop him up and really express how great of a player he 
areas. Uh, but at the same time, he's also talked about sacrifice. And frankly, these things are things that Frank Vogel also talked about. So while I think that Darwin will do a more effective job, the reality is the Lakers are only going to be as good as their roster. And right now, they've made some you know marginal improvements during free agency with getting younger. Um, and I would presume that LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook will have more than 21 games to play together. But the reality is, even when I argue that the Lakers' injuries and their front of their roster construction had most of the reason for their shortcomings, Russ didn't hold up his end of the bargain in terms of taking accountability. And clearly, um, you know, by the fact that he has parted ways with his agent, there is still, I think, a lack of self-awareness here. And so, yeah, I think to answer your question, I think Darwin will have a net positive, but I think Russ is still going to be Russ, and hence, even if the Lakers are publicly and privately thinking that Russ will be a much better player this season, there's a reason why they're trying to make deals, because there still is relative pessimism over this whole ordeal and situation. Well, there's a lot of darkness over this Lakers scenario, but Mark Medina, you are plugged in like a light. Thank you for joining us on Fox Sports Thanks, Radio. Mark. I appreciate you guys. Coming up next is the hottest game show in the country. Apparently, that airs on Mondays because Trolling and Rolling is on Tuesdays. But sources say it's next. It's the Odd Couple with Martin Weiss, Bernie Fratto, and for Chris and Rob on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> look look, look at Alex Teicher coming back with Khalees. How about Milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard. You think I don't know? I'm down with this, man. Oh, this is your song, huh, Bernie? Well, maybe back in the day for a minute, you know, back. I think we just channeled what, 2003? It, that, that feels around the time period, 2003, early 2000s. I'll, I'll just give get it ready to, to go into high school. <laughs> it feels about right. We'll talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem your credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. Rob G, sources say, is now. Check, check. Everybody hear me? My sources say these two have been covering sports for nearly three decades apiece. I will say this. Let's put the Big J journalist to the test. It's sources say. That's right. It is sources say here on the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. Say where we put Bernie and Martin's journalism experience to the test. To see if tell the difference between a good source and a bad source, I got a, what, like five, six, seven stories here. They all sound a little bit real. They all sound a little bit fake. It's up to you guys to tell me which sources are good, which ones are bad. So let's get started. Question number one. Martin, my sources say that Frankie Muniz, legendary actor from Malcolm in the Middle, said the only reason he ever became a Los Angeles Clippers fan was because Billy Crystal was his favorite actor of all time. Martin, my source is good. Frankie Muniz, Billy Crystal, favorite actor of all time. Trying to go back to that time period. We're spending a lot of time in the early 2000s, right? Khalees with the milkshake, now Malcolm in the middle. <laughs> I'm going to go, I, I'm going to go yes. I can see Billy Crystal being being the guy for, for, for a young actor. Bernie, the source up. is good, yes or no? Source is good. You sit on a throne of lies. That is not true at all. All right, we keep it moving, though. You guys got plenty of time to get back on the board. Felt right. Story number two. My sources say that former New York Jets wide receiver Eric Decker got a little bit of hot water over the weekend when his four-year-old son, quote-unquote, accidentally shared a nude photo of his dad while he was taking a shower on Instagram. Bernie, are my sources good? That's 100% good. That happened a couple weeks ago, I think. Uh, the Bernie sounded like he was on it. He's clocking it. I did not. I, it sounds like something that he got caught doing. I don't know if his four-year-old son actually said it. His four-year-old son actually sent it. So what's your answer? I'm going, yes, it happened. But I think he's lying. Your source is correct, but he's lying to the source. 
That's that, that. Just pick. Is it true or not it's true? It's true. Okay. I don't believe that it was fake. I think that, you know, knowing that relationship with him and his wife, I'm sure that nude photo was leaked on purpose. In any event, story number three, we're all tied up, one apiece. It's been a rough couple of days for mascots, that's for sure. First, it was A.J. Dillon trucking some random guy over the weekend. It went viral. And things got worse on Monday morning when the Baylor Bears live bear mascot passed away unexpectedly. Martin, are my sources good? No, they're bad. That's bad. First of all, they would have an idea that the bear was going to die, and they would have like Baylor Bear, whatever. Like like LSU's on Mike the Tiger 8 or something like that. Animals die. They plan for it. If they even have a live bear, which it seems like a lot. Bernie, are my sources good, man? Yeah, you don't make up something about someone dying. The Baylor Bears, I've actually been to Waco. I won't admit that out loud. But they actually they actually had, uh, I, I believe, a uh, uh, it was a female bear, and she died peacefully, I believe. Bernie with the lead, two to one. I don't think it was unexpected. That's my thing. I think they planned. Hell, I didn't even it. know he was sick, but what do I know? He was 21 years old, and she did die. Yep. Well, I, if they, I'll just say this. If they got a new bear in place already, it was expected. Not unexpected. <laughs> All right. Two to one. Bernie leading sources say here on the Occupy Fox Sports Radio. Story number four. My sources say, as you guys know, Heinz Field is no longer Heinz Field. It's Accusure or Accusure, something like that. In any event. The construction company that was tasked with bringing down the signage is under hot water because one of the foremen said that due to his contract, he is able to keep the actual Heinz bottle from the stadium. And as a result, the team is seeking to get the Heinz bottle back. No clue yet if they're going to file any charges. Bernie, are my sources good? Well, I do know about that giant ketchup bottle, and I always thought it was weird when you went to Heinz Field. I'd only been there, been there once. Uh, but uh, eh, I don't know about all that. That sounds like I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna have to disagree with you there, Bill Lumberg. No, see that's real bogus because if you've ever seen the way like any time those stadiums implosions, they're giving away seats and signs and stuff. Those things are humongous. That ketchup bottle is huge. He doesn't have space for it. It's all bogus. No, your sources are bad, Rob G. You sit on a throne of lies. All right, we got time for one quick one. Bernie, if you get this one, you win automatically. Otherwise, Martin, he can get it wrong, and he still wins anyways. Uh, Last one. My sources say that Sylvester Stallone is going at it with the producers of the original Rocky film, saying that he deserves to have the rights to the film given to him once that guy dies. Martin, actually, you're losing. You don't go first. (laughs) Bernie, are my sources good? Quickly. Bernie playing the four corners offense. As a result, it looks like Martin. He's thinking about it. Your sources are good. That I is saw true. I saw him getting pissed way. off. Coming up tie. next, LeBron used to Drew to send a message on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. 
Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.